three-step program to hitting the driver further. Hit it closer to the green. Hit more greens. Shoot lower scores. Every golf article almost ever written is about hitting it further or not slicing the golf ball, both of which are kind of important to the masses largely. But I want you to understand one thing before we dive into this today. Your golf learning curve is unique to you. The things you need to do to play better golf aren't necessarily the things I need to do to play better golf or the players in your group need to do to play better golf. But there are commonalities amongst learning curves and amongst what great players do. And we're going to break those down and talk about them today. My name is Tim Connor. I am the host of this podcast. This is my area to just let it air out, to, to say all the things I get to learn, do, see, and be a part of. My career has been helping golfers with their golf game. Let's talk about how to hit the driver further, straighter, to know where it's going, and to really to level up your driving game. Now, one thing I want to say quickly is there's no such thing as a quick fix in golf. Whether you have the right advice or the wrong advice, or you're trying to implement change, that change will take time regardless of who you are. So be committed to the process. Plan your work. Work your plan. Do the little stuff every day that adds up to the big stuff over time, all right? No quick fixes here. No bullshit. This is real, honest golf stuff. Number one, if we want to hit our driver long, far, deep, launch bombs, Phil Mickelson style, we need to have a functional path to the golf ball. That means two things, and I'll throw in a bonus third. One, it means that your driver, you're hitting it near the middle of the club face. If you're watching this on YouTube, I hope some of you are, most of you are, uh, the middle of the club face with your driver is right here. It's actually slightly above the horizontal center. That's the middle middle. And if we're to miss, we wanna miss slightly towards the toe. We don't wanna miss towards the heel because it's much more penalizing to hit it in the heel than the toe. So we wanna have centeredness of contact i'm gonna say a 50 cent piece is a good starting point or maybe an inch and a half diameter circle if you're keeping it within an inch and a half diameter you're doing pretty good but it could always be better but that is it like a, a standard to strive towards okay so centeredness of hit very important after centeredness of hit we got to be launching the ball and launching the ball means our driver is swinging up to it we're not swinging down on the golf ball. That will never maximize your distance. And I'm gonna probably have a couple people that'll send me an email or comment and say, well, you can hit down on the ball. There are good players that do. That's true. There's a caveat to this. If you have a lot of swing speed, you can swing down with the driver just a little bit, like a degree or two. But the caveat here is if you wanted to hit it your furthest, you can't be swinging down on the golf ball. All the longest drivers swing up on the golf ball. So. As part of having a functional path or approach to how you hit, we want that driver working on the upswing. And it depends on your swing speed. The faster you swing, the less you need to swing up on it. The slower you swing, the more you need to swing up on it. But a good range for most of us is a couple degrees up to as much as almost double digits up on the golf ball if you're on the slower end of that scale. And finally, if our driver's approaching the golf ball, we want approaching the golf ball on a swing path that's headed towards our target 
or slightly inside out, or if it's outside in, just a little bit outside in. All this is really saying, and I want to distill this down and not get too much going here as far as diving deep into rabbit holes, is if we wanna hit something hard or square, we want a square to square glancing blow. We don't wanna be hitting it or brushing it from the side. We want good square impact, and that goes for the path of the club. All right, now functional could be a couple degrees outside in as much as high single digits inside out. That is kind of that range, what I would consider the acceptable zone for players and their swing paths and what would be productive with a driver. I really like a couple degrees inside out, but like I said, there's variation there. It's not a one size fits all program. So we have centerness of hit, we have angle of attack, we have a swing path that is relatively square to the target. And then to add to that square to square kind of thing, we want our club face, and this sounds so silly to say, but it is 100% so true. We want our club face relatively square at the hit. We can't get that glancing blow. If we have a glancing blow, we're just gonna depreciate our distance. So we're hitting up on the ball, we're hitting it in the middle of our club face, and we're hitting it relatively square. We're doing everything within our power for our delivery to, to maximize our distance. That's like the first hurdle to distance. Now, if we're doing that, some of you are, some of you aren't, a lot of you aren't doing that stuff we just talked about, that's your first hurdle. The next thing is to start to develop your top end club head speed. Because you can deliver the club effectively, now you can really start to layer in speed productively. If you're slashing across the golf ball, adding speed to your golf swing is not productive or what I would consider a productive use of time because you have to have an effective delivery anyway to max out your distance. So now that we can train our speed, our top end speed, the first most important ingredient is how much your body turns. Your body turning, your swing length are top two ingredients in creating club head speed. So turning more equals more speed for layman's terms. That goes for in the backswing and then turning through into the follow through. The follow through is gonna have a point of diminishing returns. You don't need to turn more in your follow through to swing faster. If you're turning so your body's facing the target and you follow through, that's far enough. In the backswing, there's also a point of diminishing returns, but know that the longest hitters swing the furthest. But if you're looking to play great golf, anywhere from 90 degrees of shoulder turn to say 115 or 120 degrees of shoulder turn is kind of that green zone range of acceptability where you could play from. And then the more you turn, the further you can hit it. So if you wanna be a long bomber, you have to really turn. Now I said shoulder turn and shoulder turn's a good point of measurement, but the thing that really activates shoulder turn for most people is your hip turn. Your hips are very much the gear, the center gear of your golf swing, okay? If you can imagine everything that the hips do, say a mile an hour, two miles an hour at the hips, is going to affect everything at the furthest point of the circle much, much more. So if your hips are turning a little bit faster, the club head's gonna be swinging a lot faster. Just as, just as um, a sprocket would work on a bicycle wheel or that kind of thing. The faster the inside turns, the outside is turning considerably faster. So your hips are the center of your golf swing. And the more we turn our hips, the faster we turn our hips, the more capacity we have to add swing speed. I'm talking about turning more, but I haven't really talked about how to turn more. So. The easiest way to do this is to stand tall, okay? Stand tall all the way, feet together, toes flared out 10 degrees, heels almost together, and just turn 
laterally. Turn your shoulders and your hips laterally and see how far you can turn everything. That's a great way to figure out how much you can turn. Once you've figured out how much you can turn, you can add that side bend or shoulder tilt and that puts you in your golf swing position. That will kind of get you a test for what is my maximum range of motion and then what does my body feel like when I get there and is that something I can come back to. Let's say you're delivering the club well, you are turning far, so you have these great foundational pieces. The final thing we can do once we've done that, and I would say is part of the, the kind of the main core of things that are creating our speed, is we can train our top end speed. We can practice turning more, turning faster, and swinging our club faster. All right, now there's a lot of little chains along the way that are gonna help you to create those final last bit of speed, but for most of you and, and most people that practice golf, they just haven't actually trained that top end where they're just practicing some amount of time. And what I would recommend is five to 10% of your time practicing swinging, swinging as fast as possible. So what does that look like? Go in your backyard, go somewhere you can swing safely and just swing that club as fast as you possibly can. And that might be five swings when you're starting and then maybe you, you train up to 20 or 30 swings. And then the longest hitters in the world, they're doing a lot more of that. And you'll start to feel all these little things that will help you add up to the big things that is the net speed that you're creating. But this is what I would consider to be like your three-pronged approach to what are these foundational core pieces that you need to help you really start to build and add speed. And um, they're all very important pieces. And then this final stage, I mean, I could podcast for this for, for hours and talk about all of these end range kinetic motions that can help you add more speed. But for today, I wanted to really get to the big topics, the things that I think most people need and need to work through. And then maybe we can work towards the finer topics. That's how I tend to approach golf instruction is, in general, is we wanna get the big concepts, the big stuff, and then we can whittle down, whittle deeper, and work on the little things. Because the big things are going to have the most impact on your golf game. Anyway, you all, thank you so much for hanging out for another podcast. Work hard. Do a little bit every day. Do the little things that add up to the big things. My name is Tim Connor. I appreciate you hanging out. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week. He's crazy.